This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello and welcome to Game Bets and Match, the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. I'm Nigel Seeley. I'm delighted to say joining me yet again for episode two is tennis journalist Sean Calvert. Sean, how are things, mate? Good afternoon to you. Good morning to you. Sunny morning. day at the week. It's sunny Easter. Happy Easter. That's the first thing I'm going to say. Happy, happy Easter. Yeah. Happy Easter to you. It's lovely, isn't it, actually, at the moment? It's very nice. Very tennis-like, you might say. It is. I mean, the tennis season's come in. I mean, we've had Monte Carlo where the weather's been pretty beautiful and uh, we just want to catch up here. Before we go into uh, this week's Cummings tournament, let's, let's look at Monte Carlo as a whole. Uh, mm-hmm. We gave two tips, really. I mean, I was in the Schwartzman camp who got through to the quarterfinals. Gave us a decent run. Very, very unlucky. Should have got through to the semis. And obviously, Zverev uh, yesterday bowed out in the semifinals against an informed Sitsipas. The mm-hmm. final is today. If... Um, Anybody uh, tunes in this afternoon, if, if it's too late, but great. But if it's not, um, what, what any, any thoughts on the on the final today? Well, I mean, how could you have picked Alejandro Davidovich Fakina to make this final? It's just, it, it, you know, it's it's crazy, isn't it? 150 to 1, I think he was at the start. Um, came in here with absolutely no form whatsoever. Uh, never made a tour level final at all. I think he's made three semifinals at tour level. Um, obviously, Masters level. Nowhere near. You just would never have picked him. He's he's beaten he's beaten a, a poor Djokovic, hasn't he? Djokovic was so so rusty as we as we suspected he might be, um, and he's just gained a ton of confidence from that. He's he's always been a player that's been very kind of mercurial. He can produce great stuff, but so 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 inconsistent. He's always been, uh, and very very prone to mental lapses. Uh, very emotional guy. Just anything's possible with him. Um, but he's he's never put, he's never put a run together like this before, and. I, Playing at home in, in a big final like this, I, I could see his, I could see him mentally not not being able to cope with this. I, I expect Sitsipas to win. Yeah, Sitsipas is a heavy favourite uh, for the final in Monte Carlo. Just looking at Monte Carlo, we we touched on Alcaraz last week, saying you know he's been the team sensation, been fantastic this year. But would he be able to deliver the goods when he when he expected to? He didn't deliver the goods, did he? No, he was he was a little bit. It was his first match on clay, I think, wasn't it? So he was, he was a little bit little bit rusty. Um, I did mention Corder, I think, last week. Corder's very good on clay. You know, he grew up playing on the clay in, in Florida, the American clay over there. So he's, he's very much playing on that on this sort of surface. So it wasn't a, a massive surprise that, that Corder beat him. I think Alcaraz is only about one to three to win that match. So it wasn't a certainty to win it by any means. Um, I expect better from Alcaraz this week, that's for sure. Yeah, well, talking about this week, let's move on to the Barcelona Open. And obviously... Uh, this tour, I looked through the previous winners of this tournament and I, and I thought to myself, there's nobody in the draw who's ever won it. And then I saw Tommy Robredo is in the draw. Now, um, he, yeah. must be old, he must be older than me now, shouldn't he? He must be older than both of us. I mean, he's it, not it, quite. Uh, he's not quite. <laughs> I, think he's about, I think he's 40 next month. Wow. This is, this is basically his last tournament. This is his actual last tournament. Um, they've given him a wild card um, just for him 
you know, just yeah. to say goodbye to the fans. So he's a brilliant career, great player. Um, obviously, he's you know, 39 and three quarters now, so he's he's in there just as a ceremonial thing, really. But um, yeah, nice, nice for him to finish um, in Barcelona, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to be a list on the list of leading contenders, but a Spanish uh, player is at the top of the leaderboard, or sorry, the top of the uh, the betting, and that is Carlos Alcaraz. We did touch on him there. He's uh, he's around about uh, plus two seventy five to win this week in Barcelona. Um, if you look at the draw, he's been handed. The draw has been given, uh, just come off hot off the press. I mean, he's it looks very very heavily weighted in the top half of the draw where uh, he is and he looks like he's scheduled to meet Sitsipas if Sitsipas gets that far and the Sitsipas mm. is the second favorite the two of them are vying for favoritism around that 275 market yeah. obviously with Sitsipas he's going to come in here very leg weary after Monte Carlo of those two do you see them progressing through and obviously Akras is going to be much more the fresher of the two yeah it's it's a similar situation to last week isn't it where you've got the two the two market leaders are set to face in the quarterfinals um, obviously, as you as you alluded to, that the, the Alcaraz will be the guy who's got the fresher legs. I think I think fitness is going to be massively important this week. It's, although it's fine at the moment in Barcelona, it's okay today. It's nice today, and it's going to be okay tomorrow. The rest of the week is is set to be really rainy, and I think that's going to really that, that's going to affect your bets. That's, the conditions are going to change. It's, I think it's it's, there's, a, there's a lot of people who will uh, be watching this, Sean, who aren't really sort of uh, tennis aficionados who who, who yeah. want to look at this and think to themselves. How, you know what does that mean? What, if you could explain to us what the difference that would make in conditions with, with the uh, with the wet weather? Yeah, on the clay, they they don't. They, it's not like the grass or the hard courts where when it starts when it starts raining they go off. If it's just a, a, a drizzle, they, they carry on playing, and the courts will get obviously heavier, damper, wetter. That affects players like players like let's say Nadal, for example. He plays with a ton of topspin, and he he, lo- he loves those dry, hot conditions where the ball just bounces up off the dusty clay and, and goes really high. And in, in, when it gets damp, it's, it's the opposite. It's, it's a low bounce. It completely changes the, the trajectory of the ball. It doesn't, it doesn't kick up off the dust. It just stays low on a damp court. Um, and it, it caused havoc here in 2017, actually. There was, it was a really peculiar year where all the clay quarters were struggling and some of the hardcore guys. I think Yuichi Sagita actually ended up getting making to the quarterfinals or, or something that year. And he barely won a, a match on clay in his life. It, it, he was enjoying the much lower bounce. The ball was just skidding through. It wasn't kicking up off the dirt. So that's, that makes a big change, a big difference um, uh, to, to clay court matches. That's why you've got to be so so closely looking at the weather um, when you're looking at clay matches. It does make a big difference. So uh, with that in mind, um, when, and with, with the collision course, the two have got here, uh, Alcaraz and Sitsipas, opposable at the prices? I think I'd rather be on Alcaraz this week rather than last week. Um, like you say, Sitsipas has, has, has played, played a long week in Monte Carlo, but similarly, he's a very fit guy. I think last year, if I remember rightly, he won Monte Carlo without dropping a set, and then he went all the way to the Barcelona final without dropping a set as well. So he, he ripped through these two tournaments. That fatigue wasn't really an issue for him last year, but I don't, I don't think he's playing quite that well this year. Um, as you say, should have been should have been beaten by Schwartzman last week, four 0 double break up in the final set. Schwartzman. Oh, no, don't remind me of it, Sean. He's got that weak serve. It's, even at 4-0 up, I wasn't convinced that he was going to win because his serve can be broken at any point. Um, he broke me. He broke me at well, many points during that game. <laughs> it was ridiculous, wasn't it? But it, it does happen with Schwartzman. Um, but yeah, I, I would expect that this, this the fact that it is going to be damp, it's going to be harder for players, obviously, to hit through the court. 
Um, I think that gives someone like Alcaraz the advantage because he hasn't he has got hardly any tennis in his legs over the last couple of weeks. So I, I would be on Alcaraz in that top half. I can't see anybody else um, in that top half of the draw because the, the second quarter looks pretty weak. I think Cam Norrie's mm. the favourite to get through there. That looks a really sort of weak quarter. So it's hard to see if Alcaraz gets through to the, the quarterfinals and beats Sitsipas. It's hard to see him losing a semi-final to, to anyone in, in the second quarter. So. I suspect Alcaraz will make the final here. Yeah, so Alcaraz uh, to come through at top. If you look at that top half, the CD players uh, sits a pass. Dimitrov, who's obviously another one who's going to be fairly exhausted after his run through to the semi-finals yeah. of Monte Carlo. Bashalashvili, Bash- Alcaraz, Nori, Delbonne, Deminoa, who is an okay court player, and Batista Agut, who's, um, you know, he's always capable of producing some form, but uh, he's always a perennial quarter-finalist or last mm. 16, isn't he? Much better on hard courts, Bautista. Very rarely for a Spaniard um, with his flat game. He, he's he's never really lit it up on clay. Um, much better on on fairly quick hard courts, Bautista. Are good. I don't think he's ever got past the quarterfinals in Barcelona. He, he's not someone that I would fancy to win this. I can't imagine for one minute he would be Alcaraz if they if they met in um, in a semi final. Don't see it. Okay, let's look at the uh, the bottom half, um, and obviously, you know, you know, we, we look at Tsitsipas and Alcaraz are the tournament favourites, are both in the top half. So it's it's fairly clear to see that the probably the each way value lies in the in the bottom half of the draw, and obviously for this tournament, yeah. Bet Rivers are offering half the odds, the odds, uh, the first two. So if your player gets to the final, we get a half of the odds of that. So if you pick a player at ten to one and he reaches the final, you'll be paid out at five to one if you take the each way option. Um, Schwartzman, obviously, again, at the bottom half. Yeah. Uh, look at other sort of Karina Buster. Casper uh, Rudd looks an obvious sort of play. But if you look at the odds, Casper uh, Rudd is uh, only four to one. Schwartzman, yeah. 14 to one. How's he going to recover from that? disappointment that game he'd be having nightmares about that now uh, but anyone else in that bottom half of the draw you think Sean that potentially could come through and, and shock yeah I mean I was looking at Corder as soon as the draw came out um I mean poor old Felix or Jerry Asim he's got no, uh, another another nightmare draw hasn't he? he's gonna have Corder first up probably we're not sure who the qualifier is going to be that Corder plays in the first round yet but um chances are it'll be it'll be Corder um and he looks like the one that could potentially come through that third quarter um, if you are opposing Schwartzman, um, Schwartzman is the obvious choice for me to it, to get through that quarter. What what puts me off with with quarter is is what I mentioned earlier about the weather. If it's going to be raining all week, from which it's supposed to be from Tuesday through Saturday, uh, which is the majority of the tournament, that that puts me off a little bit with with someone like Corder. Um, it might actually help Schwartzman. It it will just make it dead slow. It might it might give Schwartzman um, the edge there. Just the only thing about Schwartzman, though, isn't it? We come back to court. Just the only thing about Schwartzman is that obviously that that brutal loss mm-hmm. will be playing on his mind. And you know, when someone has such a, a brutal defeat like that, it might take him a little bit of time to to recover. Yeah, I probably wouldn't back him this year. I'm, I'm suggesting that he probably will be a, a key player in that in that third quarter. It may well take him some time to recover because you know that was that was poor. That was that was bad. Um, but yeah, and Massetti is a possibility. He's got he's got get any what put me off him slightly in terms of the outright is playing Bayes in the first round, and that's that's a 50-50 match. That that one could go either way. And Bayes is a real classic clay court grinder. He might quite enjoy these conditions. Um I'm not sure what price he is on the outright Bayes. Um he's, they're both at 40 to one. Yeah. Massetti and Bayes. The winner of that could well have a big say in, in, in this quarter. Um they're certainly capable. Hard to see Dan Evans doing anything. Um TFO again can play on clay. D- 
Davidovich Fakina is in this quarter as well. Um, we haven't mentioned him. Uh, well, I was, I was waiting for you to pronounce the name. That's why I didn't mention right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It's going to be important. I mean, he would be the one. Tired, I, yeah. If you look at the players this week, I think he would be the player I'd want to fade, actually, mm. in the first round or second round, given that he's got to yeah. the final Monte Carlo and, his, and, the, and the, the media attention he's going to receive and then come to, to Spain where he's a Spanish player who's done exceptionally well. I don't think he'll be able to live up to the hype. I think at a, a big Quite price, likely. we might get him beat early. Yeah, I can't see him winning. I was just mentioning that he's in that quarter. Yeah. He, might, he might win a couple of rounds. He might he might be a factor in there. Felix, as we, as we alluded to, he's, he's just in a real slump at the moment, isn't he? So I think he's 30, as big as 33 to 1 or so to win this, to win this tournament. And I'm not even tempted at that price. Um <laughs> Just not not doing it at all at the minute. Cord is the one I quite like. The conditions, I'm not, I'm not happy about the whole rain situation. It, it makes it much much harder to call if it's going to be raining for most of the week. Um, plus, some, that, that also brings into 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 play the, the the fact that if it's raining a lot, you might get the, the situation where there's a, a log jam of matches and they have to play back to backs. That happens quite a bit in the clay season. And then it really does come down to who's who's fitter. So you really want someone. With fresh legs on your side, I think this week, I think that's going to be really important. Mm. And that, if it comes out of fitness, I think Alcaraz would be the, the boy yeah. in that top off. So, if we look at the draw as a whole, um, you would probably expect Alcaraz to come through to the final. Is that fair to say? You know, you'll get, yeah. you'll get through six to best. And in the bottom half of the draw, if you're looking for a little value play, uh, Seb Corder would be the man at 25 to one. Yeah, I mean, Rude is the obvious choice. To come through this this quarter, but uh, sorry that half. Uh, but he he was I don't know if you saw him last week, but he was poor. He should have lost four to one. I mean, four to one is very 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 low, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I couldn't back him on that. On the form he showed last week, he was he was really lucky to beat Holger Rooney in the first round. He, Rooney should have won both of those sets. Um, ended up losing, but losing them both seven seven six seven five. I think he was, but he should have won that in straight sets. And then he was Rune uh, uh, was poor again against Dimitrov. Beaten in straight sets by Dimitrov on clay. That's that. This doesn't surprise. This doesn't make you want to back him at four to one this week, does it? No, no. Um, so they're the plays at the Barcelona Open. Uh, what anything on the the first round matches for Monday? Have you had a look at anything or anything that's caught your eye or any outsiders or yeah? Dogs you like? You know, well, you know, I like to back the underdogs if I can. Um, yeah. the, the one that once again is is just way 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 too short for me is uh, is Moonar. We, we, we see this every week. We saw it last week in Monte Carlo. We we couldn't mention it last week because it, it hadn't occurred then because Munar was still coming through qualies. So that, that his first round match hadn't been set at the time we recorded. But he, he played Del Bonis last week in Monte Carlo. That, that he was put in at one to three uh, to beat Del Bonis, which was ridiculous. Because he's on the back of winning the Challenger tournament. He, he does this, Munar. He wins Challengers. He, he steps up to the to the main level. He's, he's put in at a ridiculously short price and he and he loses. Which he did last week to Del Bonis. Statistically, his, his, his numbers are not good. They're very, very average um, on Clay Munar. Uh, and he's been putting at one to three against uh, Rinderknech, who's okay, he's more of a, a hardcore player, but he, he can perform really well on Clay. He's actually got a much better record than Munar on Clay over the last 12 months at this level. Um, okay, a couple of those uh, tournaments that Rinderknech played were at altitude, which, which obviously helps his game a little bit. Um, but he's also done well in places like Borstad, which is which is one of the slowest clay court tournaments um, on the tour. Uh, he's got better stats than Munar. Um, if this match is played on the Monday, 
Um, when before the rain's due, then I, I would certainly fancy Rindakinesh definitely on the handicap. I think he's about two to one to win this match. Um, mm. So on the handicap, I would certainly like Rindakinesh as long as it's not played on the Tuesday in the rain. If it's yeah, on the Monday, so, like then the that, that one. Uh, yeah, slightly bigger than two to one. Um, plus, yeah, plus, plus, plus two ten. And the handicap, we'd probably be looking at around about what would you say, two and a half games, three, three and a half games, something like that. You probably get three and a half on that. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. you know, Munar, he, he wins. He wins by waiting for the opponent to miss. You know, every match of his is an absolute grind. Um, you know, great value for money for a spectator. You could be there for like three hours, but <laughs> well, not an enjoyable three hours. Well, not an enjoyable. No, <laughs> you know, he's known as the best because he 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 just he just doesn't miss. He just stays there for hours and hours and hours. Um, but Rinderkinesh certainly got the power to hit through him again. I, just, just, just check the weather before before you bet. But uh, if it's if it's warm, it's not rainy, then definitely we're into connections. Yeah. So uh, not only is it a look at the the odds and the lines, it's it's very important to look at the weather this week in Barcelona. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. week, uh, the last week we only had the one event that was the Masters one thousand event at the Monte Carlo. This week we have two the AT uh, the, the ATP two five hundred, which is at Barcelona, and uh, the ATP two fifty, which is at Serbia. Uh, yeah. And obviously, when you talk about Serbia, there's only one man that comes to mind, and that's obviously no. Novak Djokovic. It's being played yeah. at the Novak Tennis Centre. Obviously, uh, his, his, his family sponsored this event, or they're involved in this event. They used to be this, well, his uncle's a tournament director. And, uh, you know, he's not yeah. allowed to play anywhere in the world. I think he's not. If he wasn't allowed to play in this tournament, there'd be a civil war, I think. But uh, yeah. he, he's obviously a number one seed, and he's a yeah. very, very low favourite to win this. Uh, mm. You said last week he was very rusty at Monte Carlo. He got beat. Um, and he comes here uh, in some different form, but it is his home event. Um, he's a very low price. And I think the question here really is for betters. Is do you, it's, it's a simple question. It's on, do you think Novak Djokovic will win or do you think he gets beat? And I think when you get low odds, uh, the price for him to win is plus 150. Um, not, not, not very attractive at all. Uh, and given his draw, I mean, he's got a couple of uh, difficult opponents. Obviously, uh, Dejer, who's a, a very good and accomplished um, clay quarter, another Serbian yeah. in the um, in, in in the second round. And obviously, if he can get through the quarterfinals, he's got Kekmanovic, who's been in great form, uh, another Serbian. Yeah, um, but what, you know, plus 150, did you do well? Do you think that's value? That's the, the, the main question. I mean, he, he can win it, but at plus 150, would you be a, would you be a better? No, no, not for me. I mean, if you're backing Djokovic at a price like six to four, you you want to be doing it in a Grand Slam or something like that, but not in a two fifty. Um, he lost here last. They played this tournament twice last year. You might remember they played it in this this corresponding week, and they also played it again just before the French Open because they ran out of tournaments. Um, so they they played it twice. He actually lost the, in, to Karatsev, I think, the first the first mm. time in a in a. Very, very damp, very heavy night match where it was it was virtually impossible to hit through the court. He, he lost a carrot set there, so um, not keen. Six to four, based on what we saw last week, which was which was poor by by his standards. He's, he's just coming in for match practice, I think. I, I I don't think he really cares whether he wins the tournament or not. It's it's you know what's it to him if he wins the two fifty in Belgrade? It's it's and and you could say the same about about Rublev as well. Um, mm. you, the same about team. You could you could say the same about character. But I think these guys are just coming here to play on the clay and get get themselves ready for the the tournaments to come. Um, you know the the, the Madrids, the Romes, the, the French Opens. I don't I don't think they're that bothered about winning this two fifty. 
So I think we might we might see a bit of a bigger price winner um, here. I, I certainly fancy a more of an upset here than than in than in Barcelona. Barcelona, yeah. prestigious tournament. This is this is a, it's a great draw for a two fifty. So we've just got some really good players in it. This actually this um, this Belgrade tournament. Um, but no, it's the answer to your question. No, I don't, I don't want Djokovic at six. No, I think I think you're absolutely right. I think this tournament could throw up uh, some value. The interesting one is Dominic Team, isn't it? Obviously, yeah. uh, uh, last year or so plagued by injuries coming back here he's third favorite eight to one i mean and he looks like he's going to play or he could potentially be drawn to play uh Djokovic in the semi-finals um team at eight to one i mean that 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 is definitely somebody who would who is going through the the just gets get some games under his belt not looking to win the event and get some form heading into the french Open, isn't it yeah i mean he he tried to come back um at the end of last month um in a challenger uh, and he lost in the first round, and then he got COVID, so which ruled him out of the the two, the two tournaments after that. Uh, one of which was was Monte Carlo. So he's he's absolutely desperate for matches, and he's a player you, you know yourself. He, he's he's a very much um, a rhythm player. He, he's a he's a player who needs matches to play. He didn't look anywhere near, nowhere near his old self in that in that challenger match, which he lost to Kashin. Um I'm actually quite tempted to take him on in the first round with with Milman. Um, Milman's obviously not known as a, a, a clay court player, but he has made the final. He made the final in, in Budapest, which is the tournament that was replaced by Belgrade. So he can play on the clay, Milman. Um, I'm actually tempted to take Team on here. We, we have no idea how how he's going to be. He, he wasn't. He wasn't. He didn't look good before he got COVID. Now he's had COVID and he's not played. And I can't see him. I can't see him getting anywhere near winning this tournament personally. No, no, no. He's the one I, I I think he's the one I've got a big question mark over. And I love that player, Milman. Milman to win this uh, match is plus 162. Dominic's team is minus mm-hmm. 225 in, in, in English. It's 4 to 9 and 13 to 8. But, um, yeah, you won't uh, back nine, I don't think, would you? No, 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 no. And he's, he's definitely be a player that, um, it'd be an in play bet because you know, I don't think it's going to, I think it'll be a lot of, uh, could go a long way. So I think it's going to be a, tradable game and if it goes into the third set you, you've got serious doubts about team's fitness yeah so that would mean to roll over here I, don't, I think he's just gonna go okay you can have it i, don't, I can't see that happening mm. so the interesting thing or whatever yeah the interesting thing for me sean on this on the outright betting is obviously mm. what do we do what's the strategy here because we, we're saying Djokovic is is worth opposing so do yeah. we look for a, a big price uh, a person who could beat him in the top half of the draw, which is usually what you wouldn't do. You'd look when you'd want to take on a favourite. You'd look for a, the value in the opposite half of the draw. But seeing yeah. as we think that Djokovic is 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 opposable, we think that Dominic Team is opposable as well. Both of those are in the top half of the draw, which is arguably the tougher section. Do we look for someone who, who we think can beat them at a very very big price and hopefully get them to progress deep into the tournament, or do we look for the value in the bottom half? What would what would your strategy be on this tournament? Well, I think you can, I think in this week you can do both. Um, I think you, you alluded to Kekmanovic, who's in really, really good form at the moment. Mm. One of the hottest players on tour right now. Um, obviously, a Serbian, highly motivated. He's he's the one that stands out to me in the top half. He's probably going to be about twenty-five to one, I think. Yeah. Um, so at that price, you can afford to take him, and you can afford to take someone in the bottom half. Um, and there's there's. There's a lot of options in the bottom half. I'm not. I'm not convinced about Rublev at all. I'm not. I'm not sure he's fit at the moment. He, he, he had a shoulder problem in Miami. He struggled badly in his first round in Monte Carlo. He just about got past Diminor, who's got no sort of record on clay. Um, and then he lost. 
after that. So he 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 he's probably he's one who's just coming here for matches. I think I don't think, I don't think he's going to be bothered about winning this either. Um, so he's he's opposable. So you're looking at players like Lajevic, I think, who who started to show a bit of form last week. Obviously, he's another Serbian who's going to want to go well here. Um, and Holger Rune, who who who, play, who, as I said earlier, should have beaten um, should have beaten Kasper Rude last week. He's in really good form at the moment. Um, problem with him, he's got he's got a fifty fifty match, maybe slight favourite um, against Garen in the first round. But if he gets through that, I think those are the two that I like: Rune and um, and Lajevic at, at big prices. They're scheduled to meet each other in the um, yeah. quarterfinals. If they uh, sorry, the second round, isn't it? So if they both win, they will play each other. So you're, if they both win, we're going to have a quarterfinalist, aren't we? At a decent price. Yeah, I think those are the, those are the ones you can look at. But it's the, the the third quarter looks it looks quite weak. Karatsev is the favourite. He did he did pretty well here last year, but he didn't look fit last week either. Uh, Runa beat him last week actually. Holger Runa beat him in mm. um, Carlo. So he he's. Again, he would want it quicker. He 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 performs his best in Australia. That's the best we've seen him so far on the, on the quick hard courts. If he, if he finds it much tougher on the clay, he's, he, I don't know. Sure, he's got the patience for it. But um, but yeah, plenty of options this week in 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 Belgrade for sure. So I'm going to pin you to the to the what, what's the one option? Um, if you're going to have one bet on uh, the Serbian Open this week, or, or two, you can have two. You can have uh, a couple of options. Where would your uh... Kekmanovic in the top half and and Runa in the bottom half, I think would probably be my play here. I love Kekmanovic here at 25 to 1. I think if we can get we and we could easily get Djokovic beat by De Gere, I think, in the, in the second round, yeah. in his, his first round. I think Djokovic, like you say, I think he'll go through the motions. He'll, yeah. he'll see it as a media opportunity to to come over to his homeland and get some sort of games under his belt. But I think he's opposable and Kekmanovic is absolutely on fire at the moment. I love that. I love that play there at 25 to 1. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not ideal for him. Clay's not his ideal surface, but he did do really well on the South American tour. Um, made the quarterfinals of Rio, where it's always slow and heavy. He made the quarterfinals there as a qualifier, and he's he's only he's only got better since then, hasn't he? In um, mm. quarterfinalist in both Miami and Indian Wells, um, and obviously very highly motivated to go well here, being Serbian. I mean, for him to beat Djokovic in his own tournament and then lift the title, that'd be big for him. Yeah. So, I'm looking at the um, looking at the yeah, twenty five to one is the uh, uh, the price for him, and um, I'm just looking at his record. Like you say the clay record isn't that great, but um, the home support should should lift him. He's he's going to be out of all the homes one of the home support, uh, players. He's going to be one of the ones most mo- motivated and informed, which ticks a couple of big boxes, isn't it? When you're looking for a tournament like this, home support and uh, and form. Yeah, he's he, he, he I say clay is not ideal for him, but he has he he did. He did do well in South America, where it's it's, it's you know it's very slow clay there generally. So um, he's more than capable, and and confidence he should be really, really, really mm. confident right now. Okay, I'm going to look at some of the matches. Um, I know you like your your outsiders, your underdogs. There's not really yeah. many underdogs here that uh, that look appealing, but I've actually circled one. But I'm not going to say who I, I quite like, but I'm going to hopefully yeah. you you agree with me because I, I want you to agree with me. But uh, who who um. Who who do you, who's taking your fancy on the match bets on Monday? Um, the the one that we talked about earlier was was Milman. I think he's the one that stands out as as far as as underdogs are concerned. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's the obvious one. Whether, whether you take him to win, maybe take him to win the first set, maybe take him to win on the handicap, or or just go for it on the outright. But it's you. I think you have to take team on at that price. Um, 
bearing in mind he's barely lifted a racket since last June, um, and, and a guy that just does thrive on rhythm, as we as we mentioned earlier, I, I think Millman's going to give him a really, really decent workout there. That's the one that, that stood out to me. Um, there's obviously a lot of qualifiers still to be put into this draw, um, so we haven't got that many matches. Um, who do you who you want me to guess who yours is? No, no, I was I was I watched. I tell you what it was. I I, I the head to head isn't good for me. The form it isn't really great for me. But I watched Goffin play uh, at Monte Carlo, and he looked absolutely out of his leg feet. I mean, he's coming towards the twilight of his career, and he looked mm. exhausted um, in, in his in his match against. Um, I can't remember who it was now. Um, the the guy was in the final. David. David for Kina, he he um he looked absolutely exhausted, and I just thought whoever he plays next time out, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna oppose him because he he won the tournament before, didn't he? In um, where did he win the tournament? He won Marrakesh. Mar- he won Marrakesh. Yeah. He's played he's played a lot a lot of tennis, and he looked absolutely out of his feet. And I thought whoever he meets, whoever he plays next, I want to oppose him because he needs a week off at his age, and this is a perfect opportunity. And he obviously oh, plays. <laughs> sorry, yeah, I know. <laughs> He obviously plays uh, Krajinovic. Um, yeah. Yeah. And obviously he he's he's not that in great form, but he's obviously Serbian. He's gonna have a, a huge amount of support from everybody. And I just thought that um at a decent price, plus one, I think it was plus one twenty or something like that. I wanted yeah. to take Goffin. Not for any reason that um uh, Krajinovic is, is any any great tennis player, just the fact that um what from what I saw, I saw a man really, really tiring, wilting, and I just thought that uh, his legs needed a break, and this I thought well, yeah, perfect. That's, that's, if you're betting on clay, that, that is actually really important, because you do get some strange results on clay, you think well, how's that happened? It, it, it's because, as you said, if, if a guy's coming into this tournament, he's, he's really leggy, um, and this is, a, this is a slow, this was a really slow um, conditions last year in, in Belgrade. The weather forecast, again, looks a little bit sort of drizzly, um, this week, not as bad as Barcelona by all accounts, but it's, it's going to be slow. It's not going to be quick. And, and Krajinovic would have played at that Novak Tennis Centre hundreds of times. He probably practices there all the time. He's probably been playing there solidly for the last four or five days, um, hitting there. He, he'll be really familiar with the conditions, which is which is really important. Um, and if I didn't see that Goffin Davidovich match, but if if you're saying his legs have gone, um, oh, he was. Dreadful. Then. So the second set, he was all because I actually bet Goffin in the match, and I watched yeah. it, and uh, I did have a big doubt, thinking, "Oh, I wonder if his his, his legs got a second set." He lost six one, and he was um, he was dreadful. Okay, so that that's 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 important, especially in these conditions where if it's going to be heavy, which it probably is, and and Krajinovic, uh, again, one of several Serbians in this draw that's that's quite capable of doing some on his on his day, he's really good, Krajinovic. You just Mm. You never really know with him, but he he should be motivated here. If he's underdog, uh, I haven't seen the price on that. But if if he's an underdog against Goffin and you think Goffin's legs have gone, then yeah, absolutely, why not? Yeah, it's the unfortunate thing for his for his betters that he doesn't have many days. That's the only... <laughs> on his day, he's good, but unfortunately, he doesn't have many many days. Uh, Sean, it's been a pleasure as always. Uh, sorry, he's got the talent. He's very talented. Yes, he's got the talent, and I think it's a good opportunity to fade Goffin. So there you go. Uh, that's this week's tennis. Uh, the Barcelona Open, the Serbia Open, the countdown to the French Open really gets going now over the next few weeks, and 
We'll be back uh, every Sunday uh, recording these when the draw comes out for the going up live on the Bet Rivers Network on every Monday. Sean, thank you very much again for joining us. I know it's Easter month. I know you've got a little lad and you want to uh, spend some time opening Easter eggs with him and have fun. But I really appreciate you uh, you uh, you joining us on here. And hopefully we will cash some tickets and some winners. All the best over the weekend. And I think the big advice for the betters is uh, not only look at the form guide, check the weather forecast this week in Barcelona for your bets. Sean explained exactly why you need to do that perfectly for, uh, in his analysis of the Barcelona Open. Uh, thank you very much, everyone. And uh, stay, safe, stay, stay safe. And we'll speak to you next week. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.